Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Maybe. Yes, sir! Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT presents... Honey, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show. I'm a big believer in fate. I have a good feeling about this. That's all I'm going to tell you. to the Golf Show on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM WSBT, brought to you by Blackthorn Golf Club and Notre Dame's Warren. I'm Darren Pritchett on the road with the South Bend Cubs, but back in our WSBT studios, my pals Tim Firestone, the owner at Blackthorn, and John Foster, the general manager at Notre Dame's Warren. I don't know if it's mutual, but I do call you my pals. Oh, we consider you our pal. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm the one that bring you all these extra paychecks every week, so you kind of like me during this hour, then you just kind of drop me along. Yeah, the way. every time I cash one of them, I think of you, Darren. I know. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. You're always well, on my a lot way. of things. <laughs> I make a great country song, by the yeah. way. A couple of things I want to get to the opening segment, and we're going to talk about. The Four Winds Invitational again coming up at Blackthorn next week, believe it or not. It's tournament week coming up for Tim at Blackthorn, so we'll get to all those details coming up in a couple of moments. But I saw this story last week, and now that we're back together after John took a week off last week, I want to get to you guys' opinions about you guys are trying to grow the game of golf, the PGA Tour being on television. In a way, obviously, helps you guys because it keeps people interested in golf. Maybe it gets people to want to go out and play golf a little more. But the PGA Tour is looking to change things up. Now, I don't know how big of fans you guys are of the FedEx Cup playoffs that were developed probably, what, seven, eight years ago. Uh, It's kind of in a time of the year where there's a lot going on, college football, NFL. So the four-week event, the PGA Tour is thinking about moving it away from Labor Day to get it away from football and maybe baseball, pennant races, those type of things. So this gets a little complicated, and one of the options would be to possibly move the PGA Championship into the FedEx Cup and then leave the weeks where they are, or take the PGA Championship and move it to May, and all of a sudden it becomes the second major rather than the fourth major. Now, the problem is when you do that, then there's complications with the Players' Championship, which is played in May, used to be played in April, and it's kind of the fifth major, so I don't think they want to put those two close together, so they're thinking moving the Players' Championship back to March. So with all that being said, is this a big deal? Is this something that would help grow the game of golf, moving these things around? Just kind of want to get your impressions on any type of impact this possible move might have. Well, I think um, it's a, it's a valid point that once you get into the football season, nobody is watching golf. I mean, 
the fall golf schedule, unless there's a Ryder Cup or I mean, even the right. President's Cup doesn't yeah. have a ton of viewership. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I totally understand that. Um, but it seems like cramming all that golf into one has become too much. Do you know what I mean? Like where it's just boom, 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 right after another, and then uh, does, do yeah. people kind of get worn out by too much golf? Where instead of having the anticipation of spreading out between Augusta and the U.S. Open mm-hmm. and the British and um, so I, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. It's a, a, a good talking point. But I think every professional sport, correct me if I'm wrong, is struggling with viewership because right. of the different yeah. ways to watch. You know, the NFL, I think, <laughs> is, has viewership down. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a challenge for every professional sports league on how to increase viewership. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it has anything to do with growing the game, though. I don't think the impact on Definitely. it. No, I think it's just all about TV ratings and growing the PGA Tours bank account, and <clears throat> which is fine, uh, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the implications are weather-wise in March. I know it's Florida, but from a growth on the uh, the fairways normally have to be uh, overseeded as well as the roughs with um, uh, ryegrass. The Bermuda goes dormant certain times of the year. So I don't know if that's the reason they moved it from March to May anyway from an agronomic standpoint. But um, I'm not so sure the the PGA uh, Championship is not viewed as well as the others because of football because normally it's done before football season, isn't it? I mean, it's mid-August, or am I wrong? Right. I don't think it has. I think no, it just right. has to do with its. I don't think people think much of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know what the explanation is. We talked about it last fall. You know, they do rotate venues, but they do for the U.S. Open too. It's always the strongest field. Uh, but for some reason, I don't. Maybe it is time of year, but people just don't seem to get very excited about it. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? You talk about the, the line in the pockets of the PGH. Uh, uh-huh. You don't want the PGA of America? No, or the, the PGA, PGA Tour. Tour okay. uh, because the PGA of America benefits, I know, from the PGA Championship, but the viewership TV over, overall, yeah, a, I think, is a tour issue. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yep, good point, yeah. I don't know if I have a reason to back up my statement, but I think the PGA Championship is way below the other three. And the best thing I can come up with, I mean, they do at times play kind of the same courses, as the U.S. Open, every once in a while, there's there's a course that kind of pops up like Whistling Straits. Mm-hmm. But even though it's the better field, it's just late in the year. It doesn't have the, the pizzazz of Augusta because of the golf course. The U.S. Open has the prestige because it's our national championship. I think people like the Open Championship because it's different yeah. than anything we watch the entire year. So it's a different type of golf, links golf. So the PGA Championship is just, it doesn't have something mm-hmm. that sets itself away from everything else. I mean, they had this really big Wanamaker trophy, but that's not going to get people to yeah. tune into the golf tournament. I just think it's the time of the year where people are really getting into football. The baseball pennant races will be in you know, full steam. I mean, mm-hmm. John, you'll be watching the Reds battling mm-hmm. for first place here in August. <laughs> so I, I, I just think it's a tough spot. I'm wondering this, and to build on what Tim was talking about, Let's say you move the PGA Championship to May. You've got Augusta in early April, and you have the PGA in May, the U.S. Open, always Father's Day weekend, middle of June, and the Open Championship is, if I'm not mistaken, like second, third week in July. it is. With the way these guys prepare today compared to 40 years ago, I wonder if that is possible because so many of the guys want to take a couple of weeks off before a major championship, work on their game. Guys, I don't know if they can do that 
as easily if you stack those four majors one after the other. Now, it really shouldn't be the reason why that you move stuff around, but I just wonder if the guys would not be overly thrilled about that because then you have to really bunch in a lot of work in a four-month time period. And honestly, for the game, I don't know if it's good to stack the four because then nobody plays probably after the Open Championship. I mean, what is really the incentive? I know there's the playoff, but... I know the guys want to make it, but there just isn't a lot of pizzazz surrounding the FedEx playoff. I, I just think the season ends at the Open Championship if you move the PGA from August. I think there's some truth yeah. to that. I mean, yeah. um, I don't know. I just, I think this is all this stuff that we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. I think is, like John said, is important viewership. Yeah. At the end of the day, we need some exciting golf. Exactly. I mean, this has been a boring year in it golf, in my been. opinion. Yep. Um, I watched the tournament last week. That's the first time I really watched some golf. It was a little bit exciting coming down yeah. uh, at the end with John Rahm and 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 um, you know Spieth had a chance there um, at the end. But that was the first time I've watched really much golf since the Masters. So yeah. we need something to energize the game and get and get these you know good players playing mm-hmm. good and get some head to head competitions. And you know you haven't seen it come down with Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth and, J- right. and Jason Day coming down to the wire in events, you know? Yeah, I, I think the other thing that it's going to impact if you move the PGA Championship to May, some of the tournaments before and after uh, that particular one as well as yep. in March before yep. and after are going to lose players, which in turn means they're going to lose sponsors. Uh, you know, People willing to underwrite those events because they know that some headline or a few headline players are going to be there. I think you're going to really diminish those types of events to the point. So I, I know it's like there's a hundred things at work here, and the tour has to decide, you know, what's the most important. But and and in their mind, it's TV viewership. So I can guarantee all the work that's being done is what type of impact would this have on the overall ratings for golf at, in a season if we go to this format versus that format. If they move the playoff to after the Open. In July, then no one watches any golf no, in August yeah. and September. So I don't see how this move is going to help that much. I think you just have to do the playoffs in August while the preseason NFL season is going on and just, just kind of live with it. I, I don't see how this helps anything. And honestly, I don't think moving the Players' Championship back to March is a good idea. I just remember so many bad weather days yeah. down at Sawgrass that I just think it's going to really hurt that tournament, which is basically the fifth major. Mm-hmm. I think that they probably, and I, I don't know this, I would guess the Players' Championship may have greater ratings than the mm-hmm. PGA Championship. It might. Um, and that could be time of year for the PGA, but I think if they were head-to-head, I think the Players' Championship, it's a more exciting event due to the venue, and everybody knows that course. It's not unlike right. the Augusta situation where one of the advantages of Augusta is everybody knows every hole in Augusta because they've watched it forever. And I think they're the same way with TPC Sawgrass. Um, so I just, I mean, I think here's my solution: drop the PGA Championship as a major and make the TPC or the uh, Players Championship a major. Oh, there you go. Wow. Don't have five. Or could major. you go the Express Written? I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> exactly. John Foster alone. <laughs> well, no, don't don't have five. I mean, I think that diminishes the value of a major if you have, you know, if you have eight majors, big deal. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I will agree with Tim that it's not been an overly exciting PGA Tour season outside of the Masters, which was a cool story with Sergio finally breaking through, winning the Masters. That was fun. I really can't name anything overly exciting 
that has happened this year. Now, you had Kevin Kisner, who's a really good player that people don't know about, won Colonial last week. Steve lost by a shot. John Rahm lost by a shot. But nothing really happened in that particular event that's going to stand out. It has been kind of a rotten year. You need kind of the big golfers to come through. I did notice yesterday, or I should say it would have been Thursday's first round of the Memorial, I had ESPN on at the hotel, and what did they show? They showed a couple of highlights from that. The first thing they showed had nothing to do with really the leaders or the possible outcome of the golf tournament. They were showing Jason Day's new shoes that had kind of a Cleveland Cavaliers theme to yeah. it. Really brought so him luck, that didn't for it? a little bit. Yeah, and so I think he shot three over. So he was no, the I lead. Think he was five over. Yeah. Was it like, okay, oh, yeah, he made a bunker shot on 18, yeah. and they showed that. And then they showed Dustin Johnson's 414-yard drive <laughs> on a par four, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So it, it just kind of shows you they were really fighting to put together some highlights, even a show in a one-minute window on their premier show, Sports Center. Now, I don't know what you can do. It's just one of those things that I think they're trying too hard to try to fix viewership. And you know what? As one of you guys just said, if the NFL is having trouble, yeah. then I think you probably should take a step back that everybody's having problems right now. Yeah, and everybody wants that. parody in sports, but I, I don't think it's a good thing for golf. I think you I need agree. a number of dominant players, and mm -hmm. uh, that's not happening. Uh, and there's just so many good players out there, and nobody's coming to the fore. And also, the, the successful players with the endorsements and things play in so few tournaments anymore, too, that yep. that's bound to impact the popularity of people watching golf, not necessarily the popularity of golf. So the whole dynamic has changed, and I just think it, it is what it is, and TV viewership of sports is down overall. The PGA, obviously, is subject to that as well. So maybe they need to recalibrate what the ratings should be versus where they're at. And maybe they're a little bit overly optimistic on what they can draw from traditional TV viewers versus, you know, the new types of uh, streaming video and other things in which you can get your, your sports. So, Which leads me to two things, what you just said. Number one, the PGA Tour was in its prime when Tiger Woods was dominating. Yes, People yeah. tuned in. And number two, maybe this is a sign of the PGA Tour preparing for life without Tiger Woods. Um, yeah, I don't think they have any choice. I mean, they can't make a dominant player. <laughs> and and you got right. Dustin Johnson who... Yeah, dominant. What's dominant? I guess the, the difference is what dominant means now versus what Tiger was. With That's dominant, true. You know. We won't see that ever again. No, there's, I don't think there's any way. No. No. There's no way. Unless Tim decides to you yeah, know, go on tour, right. we're not going to see that type of domination. So, <laughs> This is the time to play Tim, John, because he's been so hard at work on the Orange Invitation. Maybe we can get within 15 shots of him uh, right now. He could work three jobs and I couldn't beat him. So, <laughs> there. Not that that's ever going to happen, by the way. Uh, only if that was true. <laughs> uh, well... Golf show presented by Blackthorn, Notre Dame Warren, John Foster, Tim Firestone, Darren Pritchard. Any thoughts on what we saw this week? The video of Tiger Woods getting arrested, the DUI, although alcohol's not involved, looks like it's prescription drugs. It's just a fallen star that continues to fall, and there never seems to be a positive story involving Tiger Woods anymore. 
No, and I, I, you know, I think like everybody, you, you, when you when you hear these things, everybody wants to immediately react and jump on the story. Well, of course he was drunk. You know, why is a guy worth six hundred million dollars driving his car at three o'clock in the morning? Where was he going? Was he hooking up with a girl? Didn't want the Uber driver to know where he was going. You get, you know, all these things everybody speculates on and gets out there. But when you step back and you got all the facts and you realize, you know, there was no alcohol. Mm-hmm. And you look at the mugshot, and it just almost is heartbreaking in the in the sense that as famous as these guys are, and as rich as these guys are, and as good as these guys are, you kind of put it in the same category with Michael Jackson and Prince in a way, mm-hmm. where I think it it becomes overwhelming. And are they you know these prescription drugs to just escape reality or whatever else? You you think to yourself, why in the world? You know, are these guys in such pain? Um, but that's clearly not physical pain, but emotional no. pain. I don't think this is about his back pain. This, this to no, me, seems no. more of a these drugs, and maybe it was just um, mixing the wrong, you know, stuff. But I think it's a reflection on. I mean, that happens in any town in America. You know, you hear yeah, good point. Some person overdosing. It's like why they're from a you know wealthy family. They had everything. I'm not so sure it's tied to that, but, you know, I'm more than willing to criticize his golf game or his golf swing and the stuff that we normally do here. But when it comes to his personal life, I just soon stay out of it. Uh, I'm also a believer in karma, too, so I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about this arrest or anything else. You just never know. So I feel sorry for the guy like Tim. Well, I feel like that when you mix something like that, and, and obviously things can go bad, for all the people saying, well, he should have taken an Uber, I don't know if he was of the mindset to think of something like that. When no, you watch the no. video of the arrest, I mean... And I'm sorry, Tiger Woods was... is not getting in an Uber. <laughs> so that, what, the Uber no. guy is going to call the inquirer and say, I just yeah. dropped Tiger off yeah, at you know the Denny's waitress's house? He, he's not getting in an Uber, never. If you're that yeah. famous, you can't get an Uber. So that's not an argument. I don't ever want to hear that again from anybody. <laughs> but I think that just the point is, it was more about, I don't think he had the ability to make that decision. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he was just in a state where he didn't have any idea of reality. No, he had and, no judgment unless, at that point. You, if, if he yeah. was to that point, you can't expect someone to make a rational decision if they're under the influence to that degree. It's Those two don't go I mean, together. You can tell when someone is acting, and that did not seem like an acting job. Why would he? During that video. I don't know why he'd want I to mean, act like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, really, it would make the situation worse. Uh, yeah. But yeah. No. I mean, I think shocking. there's some salvation that he wasn't drinking, in my opinion. Yeah. At least. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In a public eye? That's true. Um, you know, he just was... I think this was a similar state he was in when he got in trouble with, with his wife, wasn't yeah. it? They said he was like yeah. kind of out of it and dazed and sleepwalking or whatever was he was doing. Getting hit with a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> Same state of mind, different uh, cause. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, poor guy. Well, and I just think back to the Sports Illustrated article, wasn't it a year ago? When I think after reading that article, you got the sense that sometimes basic things in life he doesn't make good decisions with just because of his upbringing. And when he was so focused on golf, we talked at the time, did he have a childhood? He almost seems like a child now trying to enjoy things as someone in his 40s. So it's just been kind of a never-ending cycle. I mean, to think where he was 
even in 2008, tears the ACL, still wins the U.S. Open in a playoff. And what has happened since then, I don't think the greatest screenwriter in Hollywood could have made up this story. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I agree. So if this was a 30 for 30 on ESPN on Tiger Woods, oh. is this the oh. last segment? Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> or is there another? Oh, there will we'll be. be back with there the conclusion of Tiger Woods. Tim, until he says, I'm retiring from golf, I don't think we can say that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's setting us up for this massive comeback. Who knows? Then it'd be the best golf story ever. And he comes back and wins. Yeah. I mean, if the guy wins, like, think about it. If he comes back and wins two more majors and wins a few more tournaments, it'd yeah. be it'd be the story of golf of all time. Don't you think? Yeah, there's no doubt. I don't think it can but, happen. But, yeah. <laughs> but but is obviously. I think we all know it's not going to happen. I think the story's done at this point, but again, until he retires, I guess we'll just continue to see what happens. Hey, real quick, since you mentioned the Colonial last week, Tim, you watched a lot of that golf tournament. You guys have had a chance to watch John Rahm a little bit. Came out of Arizona State. He's a Spaniard. A lot of excitement around him. I mean, he has been truly competitive throughout the season. Kind of your impressions of his game and where he could be going in the next couple of years. Well, think about this for a minute. We're right in, the, you know, the, this week finished up the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, with Oklahoma winning the national championship, John Rahm last year was playing in the <laughs> national championship <laughs> at right. the college level, and now look what he's doing on the PJ Tour. I mean, the guy is a freak of nature. He's got uh, as much talent as anybody on the tour. He hits it as far as anybody. Good short game, um, but I think the guy's got all kinds of upside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, to have Tim Mickelson quit his job basically to become his agent. Uh, he must really believe in him. Is what, and Tim's a pretty good judge of, of talent. He's been coaching for a long time, and he would know it when he sees it. Um, I think he's got a bit of an anger issue that he might have to overcome. I mean, you like some of that fieriness, but uh, I noticed on Thursday there were a few times when it kind of got out of control and it threw him off his game. But if that's his only fault, I mean, that's that's fixable. Um yeah, he's he's by far the most promising young player, I would say. John, how does he take the club back so short I, and generate that much I, club? You know, it, what it is is the angle uh, when he hits the ball, the the shaft lean is crazy. So he's his effective loft is so low, yet his launch is high, which is a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. It shows you how, what his. Uh, um, the club head speed and the ball speed off the club head is is scary. You're right, Tim. I mean, it just shows you it takes like a what you do at the top speed. really isn't that important necessarily if you're in the right position at impact. Yep. And he's strong hmm. enough. I mean, he generates so much club head speed from upper body rotation too. In the old days, it used to be arm swing. Uh, nowadays, it's the inertia or the uh, momentum that's built up by rotating the upper body and the arms are kind of in line with that as opposed to swinging independently. So, I, I mean, he's got a, it's a weird golf swing, but it's, I'd call it a modern golf swing on the way he generates club head speed versus the traditional ways that we all do it. And Tim, finally, after watching Colonial, do you feel like Jordan Spieth heading in the right direction with the U.S. Open just a few days away? Yeah, I think so. I don't. He seems to be getting goofier to me. Yeah, like he's like talking to his clubs. He's like he's just talking to me. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you saw some of that in the past where he talking to his caddy a lot, but now it's like it almost was considered like, charming before, and yeah, now it's just weird. Like, What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> just like go play. 
Yeah, obviously he's playing better, putting better, all those types. And he had a chance to win. He had a chance to get into a playoff. He played really well yeah. on the last day. Um, so he'll figure it out. He's, he's too oh, yeah. talented and he's too good of a putter. He'll figure it out. The Golf Show, Tim Firestone, John Foster, Darren Pritchett, brought to you by Blackthorn and Notre Dame's Warren. When we come back, we'll talk about the Four Winds Invitational next week at Blackthorn. A little later, we'll spend a couple of moments on the Notre Dame Golf Program. There are changes coming to that program. We'll get coming up as the Golf Show continues on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. Welcome back to the Golf Show on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett, traveling with the South Bend Cubs. Back at our WSBT studios, John Foster, the general manager at Notre Dame Foreign, Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn, our program brought to you by Notre Dame Foreign and Blackthorn. Blackthorn will be hopping with professional golf next week. The sixth annual Four Winds Invitational activities throughout the week. The actual golf tournament begins on Friday, June 9th, second round on Saturday the 10th, and the final round Sunday the 11th. So, Tim, obviously with Martin Supermarket taking care of admission, people can come out for free for the golf tournament. And when they get out to Blackthorn, obviously most of the people that are going to be coming out have played Blackthorn. When they see the golf course, how different is it going to be with the way the Symmetra Tour sets it up? Is there any type of subtle differences that people might notice? No, other than the fact that we flip-flop the nines, um, so the ninth hole becomes the 18th hole. Um, but nothing nothing crazy. I mean, they, they don't uh, um, beat up on these girls with hole locations. And, and the rough we mow on Monday, um, and then we don't mow it again, uh, that might change this year. I mean, as John can attest, yeah. uh, the rough is growing like crazy, crazy. and it is thick. Yeah. This is, is as thick and as lush um, that uh, of, a, of the rough that these girls uh, will ever have seen at Blackthorn, that's for sure. The golf course is in spectacular shape. I think from a timing issue, uh, with us moving it up a week, um, the golf course is, is in a lot better uh, condition. Um, and we've had great weather. And it looks, the forecast, knock on wood, looks to be great next week. So, of course, it'll be firm, fast, and uh, with some luscious rough. So I would anticipate uh, it being a good challenge uh, for these young ladies. Ken, how will the greens be set up? Well, they typically like to keep them 10, 10 and a half. They, again, they don't want to get them too crazy. And that black door, and you got to be careful with doing that anyway. Um, so it'll be 10, 10 and a half. They'll be a fast. I mean, they're they're double cut and rolled every day. Um and uh, they'll they'll be they'll be a challenge. So uh, I think a lot of people that play in the pro am get a kick out of that of seeing black because we don't keep the greens anywhere near that on a daily basis. We'd have six hour rounds, so um, it's fun for people to see what, how the golf course could be played um, when we really cut them down and and roll them and and try to make them quick. So, uh, uh, but it'll be you know it's going to be f- it'll be challenging but fair. Um, I think is how this tour likes to set up the golf courses. So let me ask both of you this question. Since your experience with golf tournaments, for the average fan, maybe has never been to a golf tournament, can you offer some suggestions on maybe holes to sit at that they might enjoy watching players come through? I'm just trying to look for ideas other than maybe following a group you might be interested in around the golf course. What might be a couple of holes at Blackthorn or an area of the golf course that you feel like might be a good spot for people to come out and enjoy watching their first golf tournament. Well, I, I think from past years, the uh, our 18th hole, the tournament nine hole, is where a lot of the people seem to congregate. And there's a nice, you know, banking there where you can oversee that green. Some of the players go for the uh, par five and two, uh, so there's a little bit of excitement. 
Um, and uh, it's not too far from the main entrance. Um, so that, that seems to gather a lot of people there. And then on the 18th hole as well, um, uh, where we have our skybox, a lot of people kind of gather around that, that hole there as well. Um, I was out there last year, Tim, and you and I were at what is currently 16, what would be 7. And it's one of the par 3s where... Y- the, the, the viewer viewing area, which is the cart path behind it, you're right on top of the green. Yeah. So you can see the shot coming right at you. It's, you know, on the par three. And then you can reach out and touch the players as far as that goes. It's about as close and as good a view as you can get out there. And par threes traditionally, I know the USGA, uh, part of their deal, they always set grandstands around par threes because those always seem to be one of the more popular things to do because you see every shot of the hole. Yep, good point. Uh, so you anyway, know. that would be my recommendation. I know people don't mind walking. This is kind of one of my favorite spots if I'm going to want to watch the golf tournament next weekend. And I'll just go by the way people play it at Blackthorn. I would enjoy being behind the green on two and then watch the par three third because you get the par four, the short. That's a good point. And you can see players go for maybe an aggressive shot with the driver on the par four. You see them lay up, but you see all the shots really, really easy. And there's going to be some short approach shots, so you're probably going to see some shots close and some birdies on the par four second. And then it's, what, 20 steps to go over yeah. the third tee, and then you've got the tee shot, and you can watch the putts pretty easily from back there. So I know it's probably a good walk, but I really like number two and number three as an area for people to watch. I'll put a, I'll put a chair out there for you, buddy. All right, with your name <laughs> on it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> VIP mean, viewing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. In years past, I got a golf cart. Now I'm reduced to a chair. Oh, that's right. That's right. We'll get you a cart. I forgot about that. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'll take a chair. It's a really, really good spot out there. Pool pond. So, Tim, is you th- you. Pool, anything. I'll, I'm, I'm not, you know what? I'm not a diva. Just I'll don't take anything you give me. players or caddies, okay? Yeah. I, no, no, no. I, I don't know if I ever told this story. I got to tell this. Yeah, you have to. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no. Oh, I, you told me. So, um... This is the first Uh-oh. year of the Four Winds Invitational, year one. And uh, on the, the our number one, Tournament 10, uh, I'm out driving around, and um, this uh, this young lady hits one left on the first, uh, mm-hmm. number 10, looking for the ball, looking for the ball. I'm trying to help find the ball, which is perfectly legal, and we can't find it. So says, okay, you got to go back to the tee. Well, on TV... If you're a rules official, I mean, you, it's common to see a rules official drive a player back to the tee so they can hit the shot and then drive them back up to the fairway, back to their bag, so it helps with speed of play. Right. Well, I did that thinking, I'm the tournament director. I, you know, am, am running this whole thing, and why wouldn't oh, no. I be able to give right. this player a ride back? Not so fast, my friends. <laughs> the player was assessed a two-shot penalty and missed the cut by one shot. <laughs> Oh no! I felt so bad. I couldn't believe it. I argued with the you know yeah, the, the PGA, and they're like, goofy rule. "These players know the rules." Da 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 da. I'm like, "Come on!" I'm the tournament director. I told her to get into she, the. She cart. was not gaining a competitive advantage. Yeah, what did she get? Because if, it was if me. You were, if yeah, you've been doing your officials? job and yeah. you've been there as a rules official, right. you would have taken her back there. So I, that's the type of thing that drive people crazy about the rules of golf. And, Tim, if you would have taken a vote of every player in the tournament, they would have voted the same way. Absolutely. That it was perfectly oh, yeah. fine for that to happen yep. because it keeps the pace up. 
And you know what? That's what it's all about. They get yelled at all the time about playing slow. Exactly. So here's the situation where you're actually trying to keep pace and you get penalized for it? Forget about it. Come on. Has that person been back? (laughs) Um, I tried to block her name out of my memory just because I felt so horrible about probably ruined her career. Check out her Facebook page. I bet we got some yeah. interesting comments about Tim. <laughs> the tournament director. <laughs> no, she, I, I apologize to her. She was very sweet. She yeah. was, no, it was my fault. I knew. I didn't think about it, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. anyway, sorry to digress on that, but I thought that was an interesting story to share with <laughs> no, you. That's a great viewers. story. All right. So next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Four Winds Invitational again. Admission is free thanks to Martin Supermarkets. And Tim, just other details in terms of concessions parking what people should expect next week yeah so parking is on the east side of the golf course off moreau court follow the signs off of nymphs parkway uh we'll have concessions uh open uh, up by the clubhouse uh, a couple other locations on the golf course admission is free on sunday from 10 to 2 is kids day free ice cream and hot dogs we've got uh all kinds of games it's the best lineup we've had in the six years for for kids to have all kinds of different um fun activities to do um so i would really encourage all of you to you know take a a very affordable day uh on come out and uh and and watch some good golf and um spend the day with us on uh, sunday it'll be a a great uh, a great time tim good luck next week thank you i appreciate that should be a lot of fun at Blackthorn. For more information, go to fourwindsinvitational.com. Coming up next, we'll spend a couple of moments on local college golf as there's some changes coming to the Irish golf program. That's next as the golf show continues, brought to you by Blackthorn and Notre Dame's Warren on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. The golf show continues. I'm Darren Pritchett with the South Bend Cubs back in our studios. John Foster, the general manager at Notre Dame's Warren, Tim Firestone, the owner at Blackthorn and tournament director for next week's Four Winds Invitational. Some college golf news. Tim mentioned earlier Oklahoma won the men's national championship, beating Oregon in the national championship. And locally, the Fighting Irish Golf Program will have a new head coach for the first time in 14 years. Jim Kabinsky did not have his contract renewed. So, I guess, John, you've been around this program for a good amount of time. Can you offer a couple of characteristics you think the Irish might be looking for in their new head coach? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the administration just wasn't happy with uh, the progress or lack thereof that the program was making uh, in light of the facilities that are available and the resources that are available to both golf programs. Uh, so, I think that I'm not putting words in their mouth because I'm not directly involved in the search. I'm just kind of consulting, I guess is the best word. Sure. Um, they're looking for energy, um, and that seems to be overused, but um, we, we really have a group of kids that are just dying to be motivated. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I think they're looking for somebody that can inject energy in here that knows the northern climate and what it's like to try to coach a golf team in the north, as well as recruiting to a northern school. Now, we've got a lot of advantages over other northern schools given our indoor facility as well as the golf course itself, but you're still at the mercy of the weather to some degree. Now, I think the myth that you can't win in the north has been dispelled by Mike Small's performance at Illinois. Uh, They were there again this year, you know, in the final eight or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Final four, yeah. Yeah, oh, final four, rather, yeah. 
uh, you know, a few years ago, Minnesota won. Uh, Michigan State's very competitive. Well, Oregon's not any. Uh, like, that's a really good point. The weather's field. not really good yeah. in Oregon. So I think the weather thing, it's a challenge, but it's not an excuse. And I think the biggest challenge to the golf coach at Notre Dame is probably uh, from an admission standpoint. And the, the standards of our admissions uh, are so high, especially in the area of golf, that you know, in the old days, I think, well, the kid's got a 3.8, and, you know, he's 12.80 to 1,300 on the SAT. Well, that ain't good enough. And now, <clears throat> granted, a lot of golfers are very good students, um, but the standards are so high, that may be the biggest challenge rather than the cold weather. And so as we're interviewing candidates, it's critical that we make clear to them the challenges that are there. Because I think, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it's hard. Well, if you've been at South Alabama... Uh, you've not witnessed this before. And there's a lot of schools, even schools that you would think are in our very good academic schools, they make provisions for student-athletes, um, especially in the area of, of golf. And that's not going to happen here. So there's a lot of unique challenges, but the, the good news is uh, we've got one of the top three golf facilities, um, collegiate facilities in the country, the golf course is spectacular, and all the coaches around the country love it. The kids love it. So there's a lot of positives. And then you've got the Notre Dame uh, draw as well. Yep. So, John, let me just ask this point blank. What are realistic expectations for this program every year? What yeah. should be the standard, in your opinion? Is, is it a program that should make the tournament every year and then see what happens from there? I, I don't know that you make it every year, but I think, you know, whereas we've kind of resided in the hundredth spot in the country as far as ranking goes, we should at least be top fifty. And I don't see why we couldn't be top twenty to forty, maybe two out of three years making the regionals. Uh, that's John Foster's opinion. I'm sure that's not the standard they're necessarily imposing on whomever the new new coach will be, but something along that line is not unachievable. You would think recruiting at Notre Dame. I understand the yeah. high. Sure. Um, you know, the, the toughness of getting in and the high expectations of the student-athlete. But let's be let's be honest. I mean, Notre Dame's had one guy that's ever played in a PGA Tour yeah. event that we just talked about. Exactly. So, And most guys that play college golf aren't going to play on the – so why would they not yeah. be getting a lot of good guys? Come get your education. You're going to make – how about the kid that um, chose – was it from Stanford? Who oh, yeah. chose maybe not to go play professional golf because he was going to be like a hedge fund? Oh, oh yeah, uh, exactly. That's I right. I forget the young man's name, but his upside in income and earnings was nah. potentially higher. Here, here's an, a, Tim brings that up. Here's an interesting thing that happens at Notre Dame is that you get these kids in, and you know they, they're aspirational. They're going to play on tour, or whatever. And by their junior year, they understand I'm probably not going to play on tour. Uh, it's not that they quit, but they get internships on Wall Street mm -hmm. their junior, between their junior and senior season. Don't pick up a golf club between May <laughs> and the, the, when they come, come back, back to school. Senior season. And we've had that happen so many times that because we demand that the players, we, we suggest that the players plan as many events as possible during the summer. And we track that. Uh, we encourage them to play. I mean, upwards of eight to ten events we expect them to play. Well, these guys, seriously, then they're really good players. Maybe your number one and number two players realizes, but okay, they know, what, what are they I, doing? can you blame them? Yeah, I'm going to go, you yeah. know. Yeah, so, so that's another challenge that it's really hard to explain to prospective coaches. Sure. And, John, we have about 30 seconds. What do you think the time frame is before a new coach is announced publicly? I Honestly, Darren, I don't know. I know the sooner the better because there's a lot of recruits out there kind of hanging in the balance right now. 
who really don't mm-hmm. know where the university stands. And then the, the flip side of that is you don't want to offer recruits during this period because the coach coming in may not want that yeah. recruit. So it's it's kind of a catch-22. So I think the sooner the better, and I think that's the timetable the AD's on at this point. Okay. Opening right now for Notre Dame Golf to be continued in the very near future. When we come back, we'll tell you what's coming up at Notre Dame's Warren and Blackthorn as the golf show continues on Michiana Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We wrap up the golf show by telling you what's coming up. I think we have an idea what's coming up at Blackthorn, but Tim, take it away. Well, yeah, it's uh, golf course is open uh, until tomorrow night at uh, 4 o'clock, so uh, come on out uh, today and tomorrow. Of course, like I said, it's in great shape. Uh, black card sales are still available, um, um, and a tournament next week um, coming up. Can't wait. A lot of different events, Daddy-Daughter Pro-Am, 5K, Family Day. Uh, go to fourwindsinvitational.com uh, for all the schedule of events. And then, uh, of course, we'll reopen uh, on Monday, June 12th, and, um, again, should be in great okay. shape. Come on out. So then Sunday at 4 o'clock, we probably should encourage people to go to Notre Dame's board. Yeah, that's, that was going to be my message. You know, Timmy's closed. Come <laughs> see us. Uh, we're not open on Mondays due to maintenance, but the other days we're wide open. No outings coming up, so come see us. And the phone number is? 631-GOLF. 631-GOLF. Guys, enjoyed it. Tim, good luck next week. We'll talk to you during the Forwards Invitational. Thank you, Darren. Thanks, Darren. This has been the Golf Show presented by Blackthorn and Notre Dame Born on WSBT South Bend. everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 